there, this is Vicki Arsenal, and you're listening to another episode of Faithing Your Fears. Well, hey guys, so we are continuing on with our stewardship series, and today I'm going to talk to you about money. So I'm going to actually give you some practical steps to be able to actually set up your budget. But before that, I just want to talk to you about a couple little mindset shifts that you might want to have in order to be able to move forward. And it all does kind of go with what I've talked about on previous episodes about also practicing self-control. It's one of those things that can be really hard because you want something and you want something now and you don't want to have to save for it or wait for it. And many people end up in crazy amounts of debt um, just because of impulse shopping or, um, just making poor decisions. So, you know, there's no shame in that. It's whatever God knows he loves you anyway. Um, but maybe you're feeling in your spirit, like it is time to kind of make a shift with that kind of thinking and maybe think about getting out of debt, maybe getting your finances in order so that you can live within your means and feel comfortable. I know that for my husband and I, we became debt-free a couple years ago, uh, even including our house. And it was, it was kind of this really surreal time when we paid off our house. We were able to pay it off in about four years, and um, it was it was a lot of you know sacrificing some of the better things so that we could get that done because we knew if we could get that done then afterwards we would just have total freedom. Any money we earn just pays for our normal household expenses. So, and you know, neither of us are really huge spenders in the first place. So um, that's helpful. (laughs) And I know it's not that way in every single relationship. I know oftentimes one is a spender and one is a saver. So there can be that kind of conflict. But, um, But I can tell you what though, I mean, many marriages end up in divorce uh, many times because of financial strain on their marriage. So the Bible actually probably has 2,000 or so scriptures about money. (laughs) So you can say that maybe this was a point God was trying to drive home with people and and how important it is uh, and also how important it is to not let it rule your life and to rule your faith, to rule anything about you. So one scripture that I really like, and there were, like I said, there's so many. So I'm only going to point out a couple today, and then I want to give you some practical steps to get going. So Ecclesiastes 9.12. People can never predict when hard times might come. Like fish in a net or birds in a trap, people are caught by sudden tragedy. And I gotta say, uh, we saw that in 2020. When the pandemic hit, it, it was it was devastating to so many families, just so many people. And uh, everybody's caught by surprise. So if you were one of those people that was caught by surprise and really hit those hard times, I am so sorry. And it is not any fault of yours. Um, you know, it's we take the things that come in life and we just have to learn from them, adjust, adapt. I mean, that's just what we have to do. So um, the good thing is that there's always hope. Like no matter where you are, there's always hope that you're going to be moving forward. 
and every minute you get to make a different decision. You always get the choice of what you want to do. And sometimes making those choices is really hard. Sometimes, um, you know, there are sacrifices that need to be made and it's challenging. It's uncomfortable. And, you know, if you haven't heard of Dave Ramsey, which I think almost everybody has, but I mean, what he offers is powerful and walking people through baby steps to help them, you know, go from being in debt and, you know, having finances all out of whack to becoming debt free and building wealth for themselves. And I know that some Christians actually have a hard time with the thought of building wealth. And I think it might stem from that scripture that talks about how it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. And (laughs) I think people take that sometimes to mean, oh, well, then riches are bad. We're not supposed to have them. Uh, But that's totally not the case. The, The thing is, you don't want to be attached to them. When you're rich, when you have money, when you're comfortable, sometimes you can get a little complacent and maybe not as dependent on God because all of your needs are met. You're satisfied. And I will admit that after we paid off our house, I was a little bit like lost. Like, what do we do now? (laughs) You just kind of feel like, okay, from here on, like, I, I really don't know what I'm working toward anymore. You know, for a while it was like every single paycheck was, um, going toward that. And now it's like, oh my gosh. And it can cause you to kind of lose sight of your bigger mission. And thank God that he gave me uh, bigger ideas and, and bigger missions to chase after, which are not money related. They're people related, but you know, money will follow. I'm not afraid of having money like I was for so many years. Um, I thought money was bad, that if you had it, You were not as humble as other people, you know, just all kinds of crazy concepts that I had. Um, Thankfully, he removed those, so yay. Um, So now what I've realized, and I've said it a couple times on this podcast, is that everything is God's anyway. (laughs) I don't own anything. So whatever I have, it's his. So I don't have to feel like uh, I'm doing well or doing not well or... Uh, whatever. I just have to be careful about where my heart is. I have to make sure that I'm constantly seeking the Lord and not um, finding my peace in having money in the bank. You know what I'm saying? So, um, okay. So another scripture that I wanted to point out. Oh, one more before this one. (laughs) I don't actually have the exact scripture, but often you'll hear that um, the root of all evil is money, but that's not true. Greed, greed, not money, (laughs) the love of money. So, you know, it's what I was just talking about. It's the love of money. That's going to mess everything up. If you're just not attached to it, then you could have loads of it and you wouldn't care. You can be like Paul who was content when he had money and he was content when he had none. It was, you just got to be content whichever way you are in this season of life. I've had years when I was being a single mom that I made $10,000 in a year and still survived and lived within our means. It was tight. We didn't have a lot of fun, (laughs) but uh, we also got super blessed during that time and where people would just randomly, you know, they didn't know what I earned, but all of a sudden somebody would randomly, you know, 
send me a check in the mail or a gift card to go do something fun with my daughter or something. So it was just kind of cool. Like God always shows up when you need it. Um, okay. So anyway, back to the scripture, Proverbs 24, 27, do your planning and prepare your fields before building your house. A lot of times people jump into things without actually preparing in advance. So I always like to be on the side of caution and not jump into things until I've really thought them through, made sure I could afford it and all of that before I go ahead and jump into it. Otherwise, you end up falling into those traps of not being prepared and not having enough money to pay your bills. There's just stress all over the place. And I just don't want that for you. I don't want that for anybody. So I'm going to give you some practical steps to get started right now. Um, The big thing is really taking stock of what you're earning versus what you're spending. And this first part is not the fun part, but it's going to get more fun. (laughs) If budgeting can be fun, we can call it something else like a spending plan or something like that. And that way it won't sound so boring and awful. But the first part is really taking a few days up to a week really would be ideal to really track what you spend all your money on. So that means every time you buy something, you write down what you bought and how much it was. And the reason I want you to do that is because you don't realize that going in the store to grab a soda or a bag of chips or something when you stop to um, you know, get gas up your car, that all of those little purchases add up. For me, it's Dunks. I go to Dunkin' Donuts pretty often uh, to get a coffee. And it's hilarious because I didn't realize how much I actually went there until they sent me an email with a badge, a little Dunkin's badge, which said how many days of the year I'd been there and how many purchases I'd made. And uh, I was like, oh my gosh, it's like I'm there every other day. I had no idea. So it was like 181 times or something. I'm like, I don't go every other day, Uh, but I might have weeks where I go every day and then a week that I don't go at all. So I guess it kind of averaged out. (laughs) And I was shocked when I saw that. I was like, oh my gosh. So it's all of those little things that we do that we don't think about and they add up and then suddenly you have no money at the end of the month and you're like, where did it all go? Well, it's been all over the place. You're spending it everywhere and it's those little tiny things that will steal your budget. So uh, monitor those for up to a week. The next thing you want to do is after you've figured all of those things out, like how many, how much you've spent all week long, just put them in little categories. Like, you know, I, I bought coffee, I bought gum, I bought um, chips, I bought a sandwich, you know, whatever. Put that under like a food category, just kind of categorize stuff. I put gas in my car, gas for the snowblower if you're up in the northeast or anywhere where there's snow. Um, you know, okay, this is the gas pile or I went to a movie. I don't even know if you can go to movies actually right now. But anyway, in general, um, <coughs> then you could, you could then... Um, put that in a category of entertainment. So just kind of categorize for yourself and leave that to the side. The next thing you'll do is sit down and look at your month's worth of pay. 
you're going to look to see how much income you have brought in during that whole month. The next thing you're going to do is write down all of your fixed expenses. So all of your fixed expenses are the ones that if you don't pay them, they're going to get shut off or taken away. So whether it's your cable, your cell phone, your car payment, your insurance, your rent, lights, you know, everything. Everything like that that you absolutely have to pay every single month or you'll lose access. That's your fixed expenses. So what I tend to do is now that we have your income, now that we have your fixed expenses, now we take a little peek at that sheet that you filled out for the week where you logged all of the money that you spent and we kind of times everything in there by four. Because if you bought gas that week, you're probably going to buy around the same amount the next week and the next week and the next week for the whole month. The same with chips, the same with coffee, all of the things, or if you ate out, there's a good chance you might do that same thing over the next three weeks. I mean, it's not an exact science, but it's going to give you an idea. So whatever your categories were on there, whether you had gas, food, entertainment, haircut, you know, whatever things, um, I want you to times all of those by four. Well, maybe not the haircut. You probably don't get it cut every week, <laughs> at least once a month or something. So um, now you're going to add those up. Those are what we call the variable expenses. Those expenses, they fluctuate from week to week. It's not always going to be the same amount of gas. It's not always going to be the same amount of eating out or the same amount of coffee. But you're going to give yourself a rough idea. And now we just put these things together. So what I do, I take the income and I subtract the fixed expenses because those have to happen. And I'm going to do really simple math because I just want to make it easier on myself. So let's say that you have, you earn $3,000 a month and your fixed expenses all come to $2,000 a month. That means you have $1,000 a month or about $250 a week to pay for your food, your gas, and all of the things. It's kind of funny trying to explain this on a podcast, so I hope you guys can visualize this. <laughs> if not, just message me. I actually have a workbook that I created um, a few years ago that will walk you through all of this. It's got little worksheets for it and everything. If you go to uh, Facebook or Instagram and look for Coach Vicki Arsenault, just shoot me a message and I will send you the link. It's free, you know, so don't, don't worry about that. Um, but anyway, so now we have our $1,000 that you're going to divide over those four weeks and that's going to be your budget. So if you spent uh, $70 on gas, you're going to estimate that you spend $70 on gas each week. The first couple of months, it's going to be a little messy. It's going to be a lot of trying to tweak your variable expenses, trying to see where your money is going. So you are going to have to pay a little bit of attention to that, but you'll have some categories that you're not going to spend the complete amount of. But at least you know, here's the income coming in, 
here's your fixed expenses that absolutely have to get paid no matter what. And then you'll have your variable expenses that you can kind of spend on all those other things. Now you can get super crazy about having every single item written down on paper. I, I don't do that. Um, actually, I don't do that at all anymore because my husband does the budgeting now. But when I help people with their budgets, I'm like, hey, listen, this is what you have to spend. <laughs> You've got $250 a week between your food, your gas, your hair, your dog, you know, all of the things. Figure it out that week. You know, um, that's what you get to spend. And if you have some leftover, awesome. If you don't, then you know next week you've got to be a little more careful. So it's kind of a little trial and error when it comes to that. Um, but this will give you a basic idea of what your budget's going to look like. I would also say to grab a, an extra sheet of paper and write down all of your debt, whatever you have. Credit card, car, house, like all of the things. Write them down. Write down the amount you owe um, like your complete balance on each of those. And then write down your monthly payment. You want to have an idea of how much of your money is going out. And I want to tell you that if you have credit cards that you don't pay off every single month, you're paying so much money and in interest on those things. It's just a total waste. So you want to try to get those paid off as quickly as possible. And one of the things that... Dave Ramsey recommends is the debt snowball where you pay off the one that has the lowest balance first so that you can uh, get some momentum happening. Pay that one off and then whatever the payment was on that, if it was $100, you take that $100 and you start paying the second one off. So an extra $100 in addition to what you already were paying anyway. And when that one's paid off, you do that for the next one up. So those are my tips for um, getting your budget in place. But really, you know, I think budgeting comes down to a mindset. What do you want most? You know, mo a lot of people want to just live life now and not think about later. But it's a bummer because later comes and then you're not really prepared for it. So I want to encourage you to take action in your finances now just take some action moving forward. Try to get this stuff under control, even if it means that you have to make some sacrifices now to live a better life later. Because one thing that I have learned is that when we became debt-free, it really, I mean, it's just, it's very peaceful. Life is fun. Life is easy. And um, I just want everybody to be able to have that, that feeling. So when God says give, we give. If God says go, we go. You know, it's just amazing that way. So anyway, guys, I hope that you found this helpful. If so, please leave me a comment below and um, make sure you let me know what you got from this. I'd really love to hear from you guys. So have an awesome day. And next week, I believe we'll be talking about health. And that one's going to be so fun. I do have a challenge that is coming up in my group, The Sisterhood of the Overflowing Pants. If you want to find out more, just go to vickiarsenault.com slash sisterhood. See you next time.